Hey everybody, welcome to Throwback to School, the podcast where we talk about stuff we liked in high school and whether it's good anymore or not, and the only podcast that is certified Gucci. I'm Andrew, and with me is my co-host and the only co-host who is also uh, certified Gucci. Her name is... Liza. Um... Am I getting that certification in the mail or what's what's going on with that? Uh, because uh, Trump is attempting to shut down the Postal Service, it's uh, going to come through. Uh, uh, a stork is going to deliver your your Gucci certification. Oh, that's kind of scary. Have you I, seen storks? They're giant. Have you seen the movie Storks? It's kind of cute. <laughs> no, is that about babies? Andy Samberg is, voices a stork. <laughs> Oh wait, this is an animated movie. It's, a, it's an animated movie, yeah. Oh, Andy Samberg, like I, I thought you were about to say, yeah, Andy Samberg voices a baby. Yeah, Andy Samberg was a baby when they filmed it because it's live action, so that it was the first movie he was in. Baby, he Andy was delivered Samberg. to his parents via stork. Yeah, and he was rapping from the womb. That explains a lot about Andy Samberg, mm-hmm. honestly. <laughs> Uh, basically he's like a, he is a stork and he gets the care. Like he comes across like a baby and has to like find a way to deliver the baby. He's like, he's like a, a, like a, like a, not a dumb stork, but he's like a low performing stork in this universe. He's an underdog. He's an understork. Yeah, Mm. exactly. It's an understork tale. (laughs) You know, one of those. Those are great. Yeah. Um, I'm so, such a sucker for an understork tale. Mm-hmm. Liza, speaking of an underdog slash understork tale, uh, one of the, what we watched today, a little competition show airs on Just Bravo. A, yeah, low key competition. And it's called Top Chef. That's right. And everyone loves an underdog story when it comes to competition shows. And because we only watched the first and the last episode, I couldn't really tell you whether any of the final two were underdogs from the beginning. It kind of feels like Tiffany was not like, she seems like she was kind of a, uh, like a leader the entire time, at least from first episode to last episode. Yeah. Um, Of the first season. Yeah. But so top chef, I am familiar with top chef in that. Like my, my wife used to watch top chef with her roommates all the time when Mm -hmm. we were dating and so I've seen episodes of Top Chef and there's one aspect of Top Chef that I'm really familiar with that I love. And that is when they are introducing a challenge, they throw to like already filmed footage of the food and stuff. And it's always, it's Padma throwing to it. And then it, she goes, okay, chefs, here's your challenge. And all of a sudden it's like, clearly 80 yard Padma Lakshmi like delivering these lines because it's like she's there with him she's like here's what we're going to do and then okay chefs here's the challenge and it's like okay <laughs> like clearly switching to Padma in a, like she may as well throw to herself in the studio um, but Padma is not in the first season I know it was so fucking disappointing I totally forgot that she they didn't hire her until season two but you understand why they switched oh, really quickly. Absolutely. Like, there's, I don't mean to say anything degrading about Katie Lee. Is that her name? Yeah, who the fuck is she? Like, like who cares? She's fine. She's fine. <laughs> but also, she's sort of, um, who's the judge that's not Tom Colicchio, but the, the woman judge who's in 
almost oh, every yeah, episode. I don't know her name. The she she is like a food critic. Yeah, but they look for a, ma- a I mean, magazine. They don't look like enough apart for you to be like, oh right, you should have like like having them together was just sort of like having the same person. Yeah. I mean, I see that. I, I do think that the the Kate, the presenter on the first season, Katie, what's her face, Lee, mm-hmm. um, I, she, I, it, it was really hard to not make fun of her. I, she delivers the lines. She's reading the lines. Like yeah. she's not. It looks like they did a really good job at hiding the prompt if it was there or like the cue cards because it legit sounds and looks like she's just reading a paragraph. I mean, and has like no personality. And it's really hard because like when you get used to Padma, who has a lot of charisma. Yeah. Then it was it was definitely a blammo. It it is. It is a huge blammo. It's also like having seen Tom Colicchio in other seasons, like having him sort of like not figuring out his role yet other than just like to critique the food was also kind of interesting. Um, yeah. Everybody is like slightly more subdued than later on. Right. Yeah. And it was also like, mm-hmm. I, so this is, I mean, it's still a trope in, in reality shows today, but in the first episode, they clearly establish Ken as the villain, right? Like he's, he <laughs> talks back to the chefs He's like an asshole to the other contestants. He's eating food when he's not supposed to be, you know, like mm-hmm. he's just like, I do things my way. I don't apologize for being me, except he has like this very weird Irish accent that I couldn't figure out at first until he says I'm Irish. And I was like, Oh, there. Okay. I, now I see what, yeah, he doesn't sound Irish. It's like, obviously he's lived in the U S for like 20 plus years. Right. Where like, I guess you have an accent. Right. Sort of. But it's like the, the accent is really hard to place at first. And I was just like, what is going on with this guy? And then you eventually, he says that he's Irish. And I was like, okay, I think I hear it. But, um, so it's like, Gail this- Simmons is the other judge. Gail. By the way, the okay. Critic. Thank you. Um, it was interesting because like this is like Jersey Shore era of like reality TV where like like the the catch like you can't have a reality show without like the villain like the person who's like causing trouble and that still exists today you know like they always have like uh, like I'm a huge fan of The Bachelor as you know and so like they always have they always throw in somebody who's going to like be a, a monkey wrench in the cast yeah yeah they create the drama and so like but this is like this guy was so hyper aggressive like he was so mean like usually like now it's like somebody's like they're a little bit of like a like you can see it's coming but they're not like presenting in this way he is like full on an asshole the second he's on screen and like yeah it was so weird to see like a very hyper aggressive villain character just be like yep i'm a fucking villain i don't care like i think that's a product of like (laughs) 2006 reality television but that was very fun to see um yeah it's it's funny because like when they first do um the presentation of like each contestant and it's the very first episode of the very first season right so it it feels like when you're watching it now which was 2006 so we're like 14 years later we've in like consumed so much reality TV show and, and like especially like competitive cooking and competitive creative anything really now that when you watch it from then 
when they present each contestant to be like, I'm Jessica from San Francisco and I'm blah, 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 blah. Like they just like present themselves. The redhead, who's one of the last two at the very end. Uh, uh-huh. Tiffany. What's her name? Tiffany. Literally says like, well, I know it's cliche, but I'm not here to make friends. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like from the get go, you're like, you like she's, you know, where this person is going, like where the drama is going to go with this person. But then you're right. Like this guy doesn't say that phrase, but from the get go, you're also like, this person is a little insane. Like, right. Like he's the, just like randomly screaming while they're like all cooking while, yeah. in the room. He screams while people are cooking. He dips his finger in the sauce to taste yeah. it. And then the, the, the head chef is like, we don't do that here. Get out of here. And then, and then when, he like talks back. And then yeah, when he gets called out at, on it again, he just goes, "Well, that's how I taste my sauce." And it's just like, "Well, not here, you don't like, yeah. fucking relax, dude." Which that like watching that scene during a pandemic feels very like, oh, oh no. right, yeah. <laughs> I hope he's this, adapted. Is this in why years. we ended up with a pandemic? Is because people put their fingers in. You're saying the food all the time. You're saying that Ken maybe caused the pandemic. Yeah, maybe it's just like it was like a dormant virus, and then 14 years later, it was like bam. The Ken, the Ken. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you. Ken Rona virus. <laughs> Kenvid 19. I'm calling. It turns out it came, it, it came from Ireland. Yeah. Um. So. Why don't we give Liza? Why don't you give like a quick summation of what Top Chef is for anybody who's unfamiliar with the for anybody Bravo who's been living under show. a rock? Yeah, where have you time. been? Um, Top Chef is one of the. I feel like it's one of the first cook, like cooking competition shows. Maybe I bet like, there were a lot of cooking shows, but not so much cooking competition. I bet right? Iron Chef was before this, maybe, oh, but yeah. like, but. Also, like Iron Chef was not like a, a U.S. based show until probably after this, maybe. Oh, is Iron Chef English? I think it's Japanese. Oh, wow! I've never. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, well, yes, I think you're right. It is Japanese. Fuji Television. Fuji. Um. Yeah, Iron Chef started in 1993, so... Wow. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just say that uh, Top Chef seems like the first one. Oh, uh, you know what? Um, uh, we had Top Chef America in 2005, so that's... Okay. Okay. Got it, got it, got it. So, uh, basically, you get... Um, it's a, It's kind of a regular competition show. You start your season with uh 10 contestants and there's about there's two main judge there's a presenter and then usually per episode they have like a guest judge that's usually um a famous person in that field so either they're like a famous chef or a famous food critic or a famous like food magazine editor or whatever um and then they there's usually two challenges per episode so you start the beginning, there's a quick fire challenge. It's usually um, shorter and obviously quicker. Uh, and it, this first episode, they had it as, um, it was almost like, have you worked in a professional kitchen or not 
before. So it wasn't like they had to like come up with a recipe or, or any way. It wasn't like food knowledge as much as like, basically like how, how do you, can you interact with how do you behave in a kitchen and like how long can you last in a professional yeah. kitchen? Yeah. So they had to last up to 30 minutes. But if you didn't last 30 minutes in the the you know guest chef of du jour um was booting you out it didn't mean like you were eliminated right away it just meant like you had to try to keep up to 30 30 minutes and then he was going to make his like favorite pick from the people that did stay the 30 minutes and then that person got immunity yeah so for each quick fire challenge if you win that challenge you cannot be eliminated for the like the main um like end of episode big challenge um and you go and that's the same format every single episode you either you do a quick fire and then the main challenge and typically per episode there's one person that gets booted out um ken the meanie is the first one to be booted out of the first episode yeah which um, is hilarious because he, it's like a typical like blown up ego person where they, um, they're bananas. They don't know. They like talk back. They're always like, well, I don't care. This is me. You take me as I am, like whatever. And, and then he gets booted out first round in his, like, he's probably humiliated, but it doesn't come out as like, humbleness at all it just like cranks even more up he's like yeah i mean whatever like they couldn't handle this like it's always like no man don't talk shit like you 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 just got put it out for this episode like just admit that you did wrong and walk away right um i was surprised that, that i feel like i was surprised that he got booted out the first episode or i didn't remember because uh i feel like a lot of competition shows around that time so like either like early mid aughts to like mid like 2015 or something like all of those competition or like reality tv shows it would always feel like they kept the problematic dramatic person the longest even if they weren't that good like they did that with like project run runway a lot where you felt like why is this person still here like technically or artistically they're not the top strong person but it really feels like that's part of like the producer editing touch of like well we got to keep this person because they will make us some ratings it could have been that like tiffany was enough of a of a of an issue that they were like they felt comfortable sending ken home because like one he's like he is like Tiffany seems like more of the typical reality show villain where it's just like, they're just, they take themselves a little too seriously. They're a little too mean and straightforward with everybody. And like versus Harold, who's the other finalist who's like very welcoming. And like, you know, the the dichotomy between the two is like, she's yelling at one of her sous chefs for drinking. Meanwhile, he's like, He's like, please don't call me chef. Just call me Harold. You know, like he's like very sweet, you know, like, yeah. And yeah. so I think like maybe they felt like they had enough because you're right. Like they would usually keep someone like that around longer. And I was also surprised when they said, here's our final, here's our bottom three. And Ken was in it. Even then I was like, okay, they're going to tease sending Ken home. 
But then like when he walks back through the door of his, he's like, no, I can't believe Ken. Uh, mm-hmm. He's still here. I thought he's going to go home. And instead he's just like, hey, I'm going home. And everyone's like, oh, no, Ken. <laughs> no. That's such a bummer. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> you... Oh, you went home? No, anyone else? No, no. So it was like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, I guess that's that's over. And yeah, like his exit is like very much like, well, I am who I am, and uh, they didn't like it, so I'm going home. And just like, <laughs> yeah, you are. You suck. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, I do. Yeah. So I thought they they were gonna keep him a little longer. I did think they were gonna tease. Oh, he's at the bottom three, but they're gonna do like he's gonna actually like pretend to apologize or something like that and then he's gonna have like somewhat a redeeming thing for them to keep him but they were like nah we're done you know what i (laughs) I thought was interesting about that challenge was they had everybody present what they cooked and so i do think that there were some people who had like inherent biases against people like who are who were already on the show because like they had the all the all the chefs were the judges other than Tom Colicchio and Gail and whatever his name was, the chef from the first episode mm-hmm. and all the, all the, the contestants were the other judges. And so they, you know, Ken would come out and he'd say, Oh, I cooked this thing. And here's my, here's my plate. It was, I thought it was an interesting choice to have them present everything because I do think that there were some people who like judged the dish based on who cooked it. You know, like not that Ken's dish was. Yeah, bad. yeah. Which that was that was kind of uh, that's a different way. So the first main challenge for that episode is they didn't do what they did. They did the rest of the seasons where they actually had like the twist or whatever was that the contestants were going to be judging each other's food. Yeah. Typically, there's just like a force. A celebrity judge, master yeah. chef or or yeah exactly to like judge the food of each person but this time they had the judges and and then the presenter and then also um they split the groups into two times five groups right two, two groups of five and um one group cooked while the other one judged it and they swapped right so you're right they were like there was already shit going on with Ken before they got there. And then they each present their food. And then when they um, judge the food, they even like the questions that they were being asked are like very biased, even from the get go. Cause yeah. they're like, well, how do you, how do you feel? How do you feel about Ken's dish or whatever? And then they answer and then they keep propping them for like more juicy details about like how they feel about certain dishes or maybe it's the editing like maybe they did do that with each play i doubt it i thought in the editing they just look like they're really like specific trying to get that one bit you know i thought it was very clear that tom colicchio did not like ken like he because he got into kind of a confrontation with him previous to that so i think there was like especially with him he seemed to take a special pleasure in like, what did you find wrong with Ken's food? Like he was like yeah. probing everybody of like, didn't this suck? Aren't you guys all mad at him? Like, like <laughs> it was, it was it, like, he was not in the, the host, like guest judge role that he like should be. He was like, Oh, he was not impartial. Yeah. At he was all. like, I fucking hate this guy. Right. Like we all hate this guy. He's a piece <laughs> of shit. Right. We all agree. 
was it was very fun and also i want to say about the show later like when when i said celebrity judge you know it's always like the level of celebrity and i i don't mean this as degrading to this person but like you know they'd say something like and we have this this uh celebrity judge from parks and recreation john glazer who you know played like councilman jam and so it's always like somebody who was like that level of like like they wouldn't get like amy poehler it would always be like somebody who's like been a plan b yeah yeah, or maybe like plan d you know like they couldn't get anybody from the regular cast so it's like this person's been on like 10 episodes so like yeah here we go (laughs) john glazer come in or you know like it wouldn't be like brian cranston from breaking bad it'd be like you know somebody who is in like six episodes in the first season or like yeah you know like a writer's assistant or something like it was like like that's the level of celebrity judge (laughs) they were getting for a while but i'm sure by now they get like good celebrities yeah no i do i do think so i think it's funny to me even like when you watch that season and at the finale they have like you know they have to come up with a whole menu and like it's much more like grandiose and bananas also because they have to fill the time because they only have two contestants right so but what they have to come up with is a full menu and then there's like 10 judges which is insane because it's like the original the original two judges the presenter and then they have hubert the 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 kind of master chef guy from episode one and then they have like four or five other people (laughs) they're like it's so funny it's so like fucking like elitist bougie when they go like and this is blah 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 from editor at blah 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 like they just present them as if like they're like actually known by the rest of the world well, it's when, it's, like, it's, they're very known in their field yeah and then the the contestants are like oh you don't need any interactions I, like, it was that was really, i know all of you yeah <laughs> so harold's being introduced to all the judges and the only famous person in the room to like the world is lorraine brocco who is on the sopranos and then she would go on to be on like right. Rizzoli and Isles. And so she's like a, a, like a moderately like, you know, she's like a, a C like B or C level, like famous actress. And she owns this winery that they're, that they're cooking at. And so Harold's being introduced to these, these people and they go, and this is a uh, Lorraine Bracco from the Sopranos. And he goes, nice to meet you. And then it's like, and this is so-and-so food critic he goes, yeah, I know her. And this, then this person, and he goes, yep, know that person. Yep, know that person. And it's like all these like food people. You can tell like he doesn't give a shit about the TV actress. He just is like a <laughs> fucking nerd for these like food people where he's like, oh my gosh, not the food critic from Better Homes, you know, whatever. Like it was just like, he was just like, yeah, of course I know that person. Yeah. Yeah. And she did the same. Tiffany was like, I think they even like edited out the presentations for her because yeah. she was like, I know who everyone at this table is. Like, right. you don't need to like present them with their job title and where they work. <laughs> and very- then, but then as a viewer, you're like, cool. Right. Like, yeah. Like, is, I, this is a cool move. Yeah, I don't get it. Maybe I could use a little more context of like who these people are <laughs> because like the show is just like, well, if Harold and Tiffany, I know who they are. I guess everybody does. <laughs> not that like i want like a full bio of like what this person's no. done but yeah it was it was it was very funny to have like these like yeah food celebrity judges who like the tv audience is just like what the f- who what and then lorraine brocco is like yeah hi okay yeah well and on, on, on the other hand like 
I always thought it was funny when they had judges that are not food related and that are like mainly known for acting or mainly known for singing or something. Right. And you're like, why is, why would that person know better about the food? <laughs> Besides like being rich and having been served fancy food. Yeah. Maybe? Like, I don't know. I always thought, it, I, I mean, it's, it's like kind of a double edged sword or something. Cause you, it's like fun to see a non food related judge and like someone you recognize, but then at the same time, you're like, how much weight, does their critique that's way, that, you know? yeah like, that's an interesting dichotomy because i was thinking about it in terms of my favorite cooking show is nailed it and so like mm-hmm. that the dichotomy is different we're like nailed that you're watching because you want to see people cracking jokes and you want like you're there for the fun of it for the entertainment and yeah. so like when they have like a food critic as the judge it's not always as funny as if you know they have like adam scott or jason manzoukas somebody who's like you know, Lauren Lapka is somebody who's like a comedian by trade. And mm-hmm. so like they can like play with Nicole and they have fun making fun of the of the contestants and, you know, Jacques gets in on the fun versus like when they have someone who's like breaking down the critique, like the technique of the bakers, you're kind of like, eh, this isn't as fun versus like having that person maybe on top chef where you're like, what the fuck does Adam Scott know about like, you know, <laughs> like flambeing, you know, this thing or like, you know, how can he... Like, we're, like, I don't need to know, I don't need to have his input on the technique of this thing, right? Yeah, And yeah. so, like, having these two different worlds, I think, is, like, interesting because at first you're like, yeah, I want to, you know, in this other show, you want to see them having fun. And then this one, it's much less about the fun and more about the technique. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, and especially because they're, like, the whole, because um, it's Bravo, which I realize, like, basically the same format of top chef is copied to to project runway like it's the same format of like a small challenge and then a big challenge and you can't get eliminated um at the big challenge if you won the smaller one um there's a guest judge every time but you get your recurring judge team per episode it's also a model that like presents all of it which for fashion makes sense yeah and don't get me wrong, Padma is great, but she did come from fashion at first. Now she's like a, a huge food person as well, but right. it seems like it stemmed from her getting this gig in the first place. Um, and then they, uh, just the editing of the music is very similar. Um, but what I was going to say is that uh, the for Top Chefs, they have... Um, Oh, I lost my chain of thought. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking about Project Runway too long. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the, uh, oh, the, the, what they win at the end is also like their promised kind of like a career starter, which is the same in both shows. Yeah. Like, for Top Chef, when you finish the whole like season and you're the the that season's winner, you win like shit ton of money, and then like uh, you're gonna be you're gonna have like a profile in uh, a, a food magazine, and then some other stuff that's related to like get you started with your business. And with Project Run, it was the same. Although watching this first episode and them telling you like how much money they're gonna win, they this is going to sound stupid, but at the end, they only win $100,000. And nowadays, it feels like 
not that much money for TV. N- yeah, it, it, like and don't get me wrong, like we could both use one hundred thousand oh, dollars. Like that's not <laughs> right. Yeah, like if someone offered us the opportunity to win a hundred thousand dollars, it'd be like such a life changing amount of money. Yeah, but yeah. at the same time, like the the purpose of the show seems like this is going to get you your foot in the door to like yeah, own your own like restaurant start a business. yeah which is like and a hundred thousand dollars is mean, not gonna get it like you might no. like a hundred thousand dollars might buy you like what a month's worth of food maybe yeah you know, like, like you can't you can't even like pay i don't know that you can even pay an employee for a full year with that right like, let alone you buy a building or rent a building <laughs> yeah, with it yeah exactly like you can't buy a house right in seattle for example with that money so like to run a business I mean, granted, like, they probably win more money now because, like, inflation, but yeah. still in 2006 seems like, what? I mean, it is, is, uh, it's the first season of the show, so it probably yeah. doesn't have, like, the, you're right, the kind of money that it brings in now, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I that it was, I did, I did hear that, and I was like, what are they going to do with $100,000? <laughs> like, again, it's not a, it's not like a, uh, only $100,000, you know, to, yeah. like, but it was like in the field of like what they're trying to get into, which is like running their own restaurant. Like, what are they going to do with a yeah. hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, or like a bunch of them went to culinary school and have a bunch of debt. You know, it's just like hundred thousand dollars wouldn't pay that. Not even going to like cover like half of the debt from the schooling. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was it was interesting to like rewatch that. So how did um, you how did you come across? top chef when you were in high school like is this something you watched from the beginning did you hear from it from a friend like how did it how did it come into your purview well um this is something that we only watched in the u.s because it didn't it didn't come to france because it's like very i mean they they might have like taken the premise and like made the french version over there Uh but it's not like they took the show and then dubbed it and then played it over there um so I, we would watch it during the summer and I say we, cause I feel like I've watched most of those shows with my sister and we weren't, we never really grew up watching reality TV show at all. My mom was like not into it at all. It was like the stuff she hated on TV. So I think part of it was like, Hey, mom isn't here. You want to watch some reality TV show? <laughs> uh, yeah. Like almost like, watching trash TV just because you could, because usually you're allowed kind of thing. Right. Even though, like, it's a cooking show, like, how much trash TV is, you know, there's way worse. Yeah. But, um, and I think, actually, originally, we, weirdly enough, we started with Master Chef. Oh, interesting. And then, or Master Top Chef, or whatever it's called. Yeah, because Master Chef is a current show with the Scottish guy. So he was master top chef, which was like top chef, but they had taken the, ju- the, like, like the Hubert chef from the first episode oh, of okay. top chef. Um, it was like him. And then everyone, he, like everybody, all the, it was like the, the, the tippity top contestants of, uh-huh. um, there were like, obviously masters at what they do um and they only had like one or two scenes seasons of that one so i think we actually started with that and really really liked it and then we went back and watched regular top chef um because that played for longer because it's still playing right yeah Um, but yeah i think the part i don't know at the time like i said i think it was like 
it was fulfilling that like uh reality tv show crave of like we were never allowed to watch this and now we can uh-huh. um because we're at our dad's house and he's working all the time um <laughs> and and also like but it wasn't it wasn't like big brother or like you know people being stuck in a house and yeah. like hooking up which we weren't into that mm-hmm. stuff so it was like well it's about cooking so it's really kind of like you're learning something it's an educational right? show like- <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> um with master chef it was like even more impressive because all of the contestants had had their own like fancy worldly known michelin star restaurant uh-huh. um and sometimes multiple restaurants in the past so it was like really fancy food and like really extravagant. And then also I think it was even a slightly more dramatic sometimes because all of those people had huge personalities because it, it takes like a very, you know, sometimes, I mean, especially in the like cooking and fancy cooking industry, like I've heard anyway, like people can be, giant dicks like yeah i mean and, and you get it from top chef too but with master chef you can tell like they're business owners they've been bosses for a long time they've been like the chef in the room so like everybody listens to what they say and like in like cooking in general like old school cooking and culinary is mirrored from the military a That's lot yes yeah, chef uh, with, yeah, the the ranking and the responses and like how you work your way up and all that stuff um and yeah, even the, the 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 wording like line cook and sous chef, like it's just very it's very married off of military. So then it brings similar personalities that are like kind of high strong. So anyway, with Master Chef, it's like too. yeah, yeah, exactly. And in there, it but it's like shown in a more creative side than military, obviously. So then it's like they're they're very demanding and they're very like. Uh, yeah, they're, they're just like very, uh, uh, demanding, I guess. And the, and on top of that, they're like perfectionists, right? Mm -hmm. Like a, like an artist would be where it's like, it has to be exactly what I had in my head. If there's anything off of that, then I'm going to fucking lose my shit. Like, (laughs) so then when MasterChef, it was like even kind of in like even more intense because they'd be like. I don't know. They like respected each other for being on the same type of like fancy cooking level, but they also like when it got down to it, they were like swearing yeah. up in arms. It was very entertaining. So then Top Chef, I feel like, is the more relatable version of that because they're technically like some of the contestants are like real people, quote unquote. The 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 most I felt I identified with somebody in the show was is his name David the like kind of bleach blonde like guy yeah the one tiffany there's yeah a, the end mm-hmm, yeah. the not sommelier guy yeah the guy who is like extremely annoyed with her the entire time and <laughs> he is drinking wine and she just says something like let's not have the the glass on the line and he goes yep <laughs> yep yep and he looks at the camera and, and gives this look of like oh my god this and, giant eye roll. <laughs> and just like that moment, I was just like, yep, I think we've all dealt with somebody exactly like that and had that same reaction of just like, hush, I'm a gosh. Why me? Yeah. Um, 
That last episode, there is so much drinking, like not drinking like that. Well, there is a lot of drinking of like pairing the wine with the food and uh-huh. blah, 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 blah. And then also there's a lot of drinking like to calm nerves. And I was like, this is a little bit uncomfortable. Well, I, love that, it, I love that Stephen and David, who were Tiffany's, like the two people who were picked to help Tiffany on that episode, yeah. Neither wanted to be her assistant. Like Steven, yeah. Steven picked it because he's like, I'll make it interesting because everybody's like, I want to work with Harold. And so mm-hmm. Steven's like, well, I'll make it interesting. I'll work with Tiffany. And then David just lost a knife draw to yeah. the other guy. And so apparently the night before they went and f- got fucking blitzed and they were like <laughs> hung over and showed up late. I know. Like, I felt bad for, st- for, for Tiffany. I was like, that kind of sucks. If you, like part of the show is for you to have these sous chef, but obviously she like created those. She she's she's the other side of creating a very like, uh, like um, aggressive or like not getting along with the other people. Like that's a two party thing, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the fact that they show up and they're like hungover slightly, maybe still drunk. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a little sad when she showed up and she was like, I thought they were gonna help me do this thing, and like she wasn't mad at them either, which kind of like no. also like made me feel a little more sympathy for her because like had she shown up been like where the fuck are these people you know like then you'd be like all right you need to calm down but she's just like i thought they were gonna help me and this guy was nice enough to like this other guy was here and he was nice enough to help me i was like okay this is kind of sad like yeah I i know that they're not there because they don't like her and that's like partly her fault and maybe also like the 2006 like version of a bossy woman and therefore like we don't like bossy women sort of thing um yeah i don't want to i don't want to (laughs) like i don't want to criticize the show for like uh outdated gender roles when i didn't get to see the whole show but that kind of there that probably was most likely what was happening um but i did feel bad for her in that way but anyways so watching it today we watched the first episode and last episode of the first season um, how did you, how would you rate Top Chef today? Um, out of five, uh, artichoke paired with wine that I guess you're not supposed to do. Um, I would give Top Chef or my, my, my revisiting of Top Chef a, uh, uh, I would give it a three out of five yeah. because I still was really entertained. Uh, and, but there, I think that the, the, the negative parts are, is just like watching them from watching reality TV show from before 2010, at least um, the editing and the music is really frustrating. <laughs> the music is like, so bad and really intense and really cheesy. Like, it's just like they were, it seems like they were having such a hard time at creating the like emotion that you're supposed to create that they're just like compensating with really like intense music all the time. Yeah. Uh, Or like, yeah. And then the editing, because it was made for TV that has commercial, then you're like the cutoffs in between were kind of weird to watch now. Oh, the like the you know like see that as much anymore. The like Tom Kalicki, like a, a clip of Tom Kalicki saying you should be really embarrassed by this, and then commercial, and then like they show you 
what how the clip actually happened what like the actual like scene was yeah and then you get a lot of repetition because of that because you're they're giving you tiny little previews of the, what's going to happen after the commercial break but because we don't watch them with commercials anymore at least on hulu um then it, it just feels really like okay we just watched this <laughs> um so uh that's why i give it a three it was really entertaining but there, i would probably if i were to watch it now i would definitely skip like the first few years and go to like the more recent style of editing sure that's how about fair. you i think i'd also give it three uh artichokes bad poorly paired with wines um <laughs> yeah it's like again like when uh when i it's not a show that I've kept up with. I don't watch a ton of reality television, but I watch uh, like, you know, the bachelor and there's other shows that I keep up with, but it hasn't really made my, my rounds of things I watch all the time. And like, I be honest, I probably won't continue watching it for the future, but I do see why, like when I was watching it with Jillian and her housemates, like why I was enjoying myself and like, it's it's an interesting concept. Tom, I think Tom Colicchio is a good TV personality, and the first season, you're right, is missing Padma a lot. And so, mm-hmm. like, it was like I know that there's a more interesting version of this show out there, and it's just a couple seasons away. So, yeah, like I I saw what I found interesting about it, and yeah, I I enjoyed it for the most part. I think yeah the the editing stuff that you're talking about. I don't know if you ever watched a uh, Kroll show on Comedy Central, Nick Kroll's sketch comedy. No, show. I've never. No, he spoofed that stuff so well. <laughs> he had these like fake reality shows within the show, and they always had these like very like overly dramatic throw to commercial bumpers that were like, you know, things that were going to happen right after the break. <laughs> and it was always like they were just wildly taken out of context of how they actually happened in the show. Yeah. It's so he did that. He mwah, was a master <laughs> at spoofing that stuff. But um, so I guess my plug is for Kroll Show. Um, <laughs> if you don't feel like watching Tom Chef, instead watch the Kroll watch Show. Kroll show. <laughs> um, but yeah, I three. I think three stars out of three uh, artichokes paired with wine is a good rating. Yeah. Liza, are you ready for the surprise prize? Hit me up, Fernando. Here we go. Let's hit it, Fernando. All right, Liza. The question is a it is a question. The surprise prize is a question. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. If you were to have dinner with your high school self what would you cook for your high school self? Oh my goodness. Pa-pow. Wow, pa-pow, wow, pa-pow, wow. Pa-pow, pa-pow. Um, I think I would cook lasagna because, um, and like, I don't know if I would cook like a meat or a veggie lasagna. I don't know because lasagna has been my favorite food since like I've had it in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was in high school, I didn't know I was, I didn't like cooking. Uh, and so I would just do like small, short, easy things. Yeah. 
Um, which I don't think I'm like the exception in the world with that, but, um, but then I, and then also it's pretty like lasagna is pretty like labor intensive. Like it takes a little while or you can, um, especially if you like making your own red sauce and stuff. Um, you're you're shaking your head. I really made lasagna time. last night, so oh, that's, that's so like, funny. It took me an hour longer than I had anticipated to mm-hmm. make. Yeah, because it it doesn't sound like it would take a while, but it's just like each step takes like a fair amount. And yeah. like I said, if you're making your own sauce, then that just takes just already like thirty to forty five minutes on its own. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so. Although my mom makes okay food, she I didn't grow up with her making like intense food because she was a single working mom. She didn't have the time and energy to do that stuff. And it was just the two of us when I was in high school. So making lasagna seems like kind of over the top for two people. Um, although I do it now. So I, I was just going to say, I, it's me and my <laughs> wife. So I made Yeah, I don't know. It's like, and, um, and so I think like, I'm picking that because I still love lasagna and now I know how to make lasagna. Yeah. And I think it would be really fun to make high school eyes a, a food that she, I really liked then and now, and then also show like, you can make this someday, literally. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you, like you, you know, it, you're going to learn how to make this and it's going to make you feel really good. And, um, and I'm thinking, I don't know if it would be meat or veggies because I do like it with meat a lot, but I do like it with veggies a lot. And I can't tell if like in high school, I, th- I like the idea of being like, see, you can eat something that has a lot of veggies and still it being delicious. Hey, Liza, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to text you over the lasagna recipe that I made. Yeah. I used fake, because it calls for like ground beef and breakfast sausages. And I I just used the Beyond Meat version of the ground beef and the breakfast sausages. And I think it like works really well. So yeah. Were there any veggies with that or just substitute meat just substitute meat and then like okay tomatoes yum yeah no yeah send it to me it's yeah. so good um and then yeah like i said i think both would go well i think just like the idea of kind of blowing young high school mind liza with a veggie lasagna yeah would be pretty neat yeah what about you what would you do when i was in high school i was such a like dunderhead about like eating food like i was like uh, like the sort of stuff i was doing was like what a stoned person does without being stoned because i didn't do drugs in high school i was just like what if i like you know like because i grew up in like a my dad did some cooking he's a he's japanese and my mom did some cooking but like we would end up with rice a lot and so Mm -hmm. like i was the sort of kid that was like what if i like what if i put potato chips in the rice instead of seaweed (laughs) that's sort of like dumb food science where i was like i came up with something you know like like yeah yeah so like uh, the the amount that i could like probably impress high school me the bar is low (laughs) but i think what i would cook for myself is probably my favorite food in high school was my grandma made meatballs yeah. and my mom made this like really good teriyaki chicken. And so I think what I would make 
my high school self now is those two things with not meat. Like, you know, there's like mm-hmm. Gardein makes a good teriyaki chicken. And then like, you can just make meatballs with like chunks of beyond meat or impossible meat. And it works really well and it tastes good. And like, you know, I think like I would like probably, I mean, one that, that food science didn't exist when I was in high school. So the idea that like there's decent fake meat, I think would like blow his little mind. But, um, yeah, I'd probably just make the two things that I loved the most when I was in high school, but without the actual meat. Product. Yeah. That sounds awesome. I've never had homemade teriyaki. It's um we we learned how to make it once. We took yeah. a we took a cooking class in Ballard a couple years ago. And it turned out to be pretty good, but I don't remember the steps on how to make the sauce anymore. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure you, you could probably, I could probably look up a recipe. It's just never thought about, it's so good when you buy it. Right. <laughs> they do it so well when you buy it, there's yeah. no point in, in making your own. Well, speaking of things that are so good when you buy it, uh, you can buy yourself a subscription to our Patreon page and you can get access to our bonus episodes of Throwback to School on the Patreon page. Yeah, it's exclusively recipes. Um, (laughs) No, we do some fun stuff over there. But um, yeah, you can can buy yourself a subscription to our Patreon at patreon.com slash throwback to school. You can like us and subscribe to our Instagram page where we update with pictures on the episodes and you can like us and comment on us there. And Liza, where else can people find us? Uh, they can find the website at goodtalkstudio.com. Uh, they can email us too. But, and that's at goodtalkstudio at gmail.com. If yeah. you're feeling like sending us a message. A massage. Uh, yeah. Pretty much all of that is available to you. It sure is. And hey, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, babies. Bye-bye, baby.